0: If you work in youth ministry, you've probably discovered by now the fact that kids don't always get along. Uh, In fact, they're prone to arguments and fights and disagreements of lots of different sorts. And it can be a headache to try and deal with these and resolve them peacefully. That's why, in this episode of Maximize Youth Ministry, we're going to talk about conflict resolution in youth ministry and uh, how you should handle fights, disagreements, arguments, hurt feelings, that sort of thing. And then at the end, I want to talk about a mistake that I think a lot of people make when it comes to handling conflict and fights in youth ministry. My name is Michael Collins. You're listening to the Maximize Youth Ministry podcast. The podcast exists to help you gain skill and confidence in your youth ministry. I hope you love the show today. So let's get right into it. Let's say you just had two kids get into a fight. They're yelling at each other, they're crying, hopefully you arrived before they started throwing fists, but your first step is gonna be to separate them from each other and then to bring them somewhere where they can calm down. Because you need to be able to communicate with them and when kids are emotional and upset and crying, communication is not easy. Bring them somewhere that they find comforting, where you can communicate with them, listen to them, and hear their side of the story. Figure out what happened and why did that happen. How much effort this takes is going to depend on the severity of the fight or argument. And the older the kids are, the more serious their disagreements are generally going to be. There'll be less of them, but when it does happen, it's going to be more serious. So get them separated, start calming them down, and start talking to them. And when you talk to them, they're going to feel... Like they're in trouble, and maybe they are in trouble. But uh, what you don't want is for them to shut down and put up walls and get and hinder your ability to get to the bottom of the situation, and so that you can have a good understanding of what happened, so you can make sure it does not happen again. So don't start lecturing them. This isn't the time for you to lecture them. That's the first mistake that I see people make occasionally. You're there to listen and communicate. And sympathize with them a little bit. They're really upset, and even though know, it may seem ridiculous to you, you know, the, the argument they got over into over the toy, the way they responded to some comment or somebody cutting them in line, you know it might seem ridiculous, but to them it isn't. And if you don't take them seriously enough to listen to them and hear them out, then they're not going to want to communicate with you anymore. You need to, even if you disagree with them, be willing to listen to their side, let them explain themselves, and then move forward from there. Help them to understand that you're not against them. You're not here to discipline them, at least not yet. You're just in the stage of trying to figure out what is going on. So talk to them, calm them down, talk to them, listen to their side of the story, and then try to help them understand the other person's point of view. Which I know might sound impossible for kids. It's hard enough for adults to do it. But I'm going to give you some tips on how to help the kids communicate and actually listen to each other in just a minute. So just bear with me here. You want to start asking them questions, trying to lead them into thinking about how the other person might have perceived the situation. Why do you think Johnny responded that way when you did X, Y, and Z? Or... Why do you think he got mad at you for doing this or that or whatever it is? Just start to get them prepped to communicate with Johnny or Jack or whoever they're going to be talking to uh, before you bring them back together and reunite them and have them actually do it for real. You just want to get their brain starting to think or trying to be open to the idea of, hey, maybe there's another way of looking at this situation. And then you also want to try and help them understand how their actions, the way they responded or reacted, might have made the situation worse and why that is a bad idea to escalate conflict. Uh, You want to cover all of this in that first conversation with just you and them And then once they're calm, once you've prepped them with some of these questions, you can bring them back together. Hopefully they're calm enough now, they can sit down in the same room and not get worked up again. You want to make sure that you think they're ready for that because you don't want to undo all of the hard work you just put into calming them down. But once they're calm, once they're relaxed, sit them back down together and you can actually work on resolving the tension or the conflict between them so that they can hopefully be best friends again. So one strategy I suggest you use when you're going to bring the kids back together and work on resolving the conflict is, let's say we have Jack and Ryan get into a fight. When they sit back together, you're going to have one of them start by explaining their side of the story. Let's say if Jack start, Jack's explaining his side of the story, what he thinks happened, how he felt. And then when it's Ryan's turn to respond, before Ryan can say anything, he must first restate. Jack's side of the story back to him in his own words so Ryan has to say Jack I think you're saying that this is how you felt because of this or something like that and then Jack it has to be to Jack's satisfaction Jack has to say yes that is how I felt Ryan you're correct and then Ryan can say okay this is how I was feeling and explain his side of the story uh, and this does two things one it lets Jack know that Ryan is actually listening to him And two, it makes sure that both of them are actually understanding each other. Ryan is actually understanding and responding to what Jack said, and he isn't simply saying whatever he thinks will win him the argument and make sure that you, as the leader, see Jack as the bad guy and he as the victim who needs to be defended. It's a great strategy, even for adults, I mean... We do the same thing, and when an argument happens, we're not listening to each other. We are thinking about, okay, what am I supposed to say next to win the argument? And winning an argument is never a good idea if you are wrong, which we are wrong sometimes. So have them state back to the other person, the other person's point of view, before they are allowed to respond with their own. Uh, and then you can go back and forth this way until hopefully you start to make some progress and they start to understand each other and you guys can then as a team come up with a plan on how to keep this from happening again. Make sure that they both verbally agree to the rules or to this plan that you put together moving forward and then you know that everybody's on the same page and you're not going to have, hopefully, not going to have anybody Really upset because their expectations were broken, or they feel like it's unfair because they agreed to it. And then, if somebody does break the agreement, you can handle that situation separately. And it probably will be a lot simpler because you've all agreed to the rules together. And if somebody breaks them, they knew what the rules were, they knew what were clearly, they were clearly. They knew what the rules were because you clearly outlined them together. You know that they knew what the rules were, and you just have a matter of discipline and not of major conflict resolution. And this can be difficult, I know. You're probably sitting there thinking, okay, how in the world am I supposed to get kids to coherently state their side of the story and not just burst into tears and start screaming at each other again. I never promised you it would be easy, but I do have another tip to help you with that. And that's to have them write things down first. Making them write down their side of the story will help calm them down, help them use their brain to think through their own emotions, their actions, their thoughts, and understand all of those things better so that they can then communicate them more effectively with you and with the person they're in a disagreement with. When you're actually writing words on paper, you have to think more about what is it that you're actually trying to say. You put effort and thought into communication instead of just letting your emotions take control and throw words out of your mouth. And communication is key to this entire thing. And kids don't always find it easy to communicate, which is why we have to help them. Hopefully, if you can do this and you can help them communicate clearly and understand each other then that will resolve the problem. And they'll be able to figure out what happened, what went wrong, and how to keep it from happening again. And they'll forgive each other, and they'll move on. They'll be best friends for the rest of their lives. That's the ideal situation. However, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you have kids that just continue to butt heads. Teenagers that continue to butt heads. They just don't like each other, and you're struggling every day to get them to get along. Worst case scenario, if you have to, you can have them agree with you and with each other on how they're going to handle it next time they disagree. Or if they both acknowledge that they always fight over this or that, you can have them agree with you, everybody together, again, that they are not going to engage during this activity. They're not going to talk to each other, or they're going to stay away from each other at this time or whatever, so that they don't argue again. And usually, they'll be willing to agree to that. And that's not ideal, like I said. But it is better than a fight breaking out or more and more and more conflict. And then hopefully, as time goes on, they, the wounds are not quite as fresh. They're able to forgive each other and can be friends again. But not always, you know. Um, if you have to do that, that's better than just sending them back out into the world or into the the game or the activity or the ministry with no plan for the future. You want to make sure you're ending with a plan on how to keep this from happening again in the future. One mistake that people make occasionally that I want to make sure we cover here is you never want to believe one child or teen over another. So you never discipline or correct bad behavior based off of nothing other than the word of another child. What I mean is if you have two kids that get into an argument and they both come to you with different stories and one of these children is your best behaved student and the other one is your worst behaved and you choose to believe your best behaved student because they generally tell the truth and you don't believe the other one because they generally lie those kids are still going to know that you don't have any other evidence and it's going to feel very unfair to the kid who lied and gets punished even if you're correct in assuming that they are lying and you're going to do some serious damage to your relationship with that student you're communicating to them that hey this person has the power to get you in trouble anytime they want, even if you didn't do anything wrong, all they have to do is come and talk to me and I'll believe anything that they say. And that isn't fair. Pretty much everything that I've talked about On this episode, I cover in way more detail in the Tough Case 101 online course. If you have not gotten the Tough Case system, I give it away for free. Right now, the online course that goes with it is only a dollar. I really think it's going to help you if you're struggling with conflict or any kind of behavioral problems in your youth ministry. Please go check that out. It's available at MaximizeYouthMinistry.com. And thank you guys for sharing the show on social media. That, like I said before, it does so much more than anything I can do to get new listeners. And it really means a lot to me. And, like always, love these kids. All the time, no matter what. Go love some kids. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts, and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.